But there was this one company, I think called Chop Sports Media. Chop Sports Media. Yeah. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Chop Sports Daily. Coming to you live from the attic and the living room and wherever Gooch is doing his thing. Thank you to Optimum for doing absolutely nothing other than pissing us off just a little bit more. We woke up, came into the office today, realized it was still a little wonky. It was better, but we didn't want to take any chances. Here we are. We're grassrooting this bad boy. We're going back to the first you know, these are the this is the first setup that we ever had. So this in full is, disclosure, I'm like five minutes away from the studio. So give or take on my internet, we'll we'll see how it goes. Touch and go. Yeah. All right. Well, touch and go on your internet. Uh, mine as well. I'm all the way up in the man attic, uh, aka Stella's new playroom, because I'm finding toys all over the place. So that's where I'm at. Uh, but anyway, there's a lot to get into today. First and foremost, if you guys want to support the show uh, on a regular basis, we're usually up in the Flipping Made Easy studio in Matawan, New Jersey. Uh, we'll be back there on Monday, I'm assuming, and we got you know a couple kinks to work out. But we'll be back there Monday. Uh, but if you want to support the show, it's Patreon. Oop, I, I was going to do it for you. Patreon.com uh, forward slash Chop Sports 3, 5, $10 increments on how to support the show. Um, $10 will be getting you some uh, backstage access via our interns, via some Kyle Kerm stuff. We're going to get some real cool stuff on the docket rolling uh, for that. So Patreon.com is the way to support the show. We appreciate each and every one of you guys uh, that have done that already. I know. You, you want to just call it? You want to you do it? Or I got you, it. You do it. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, we hope you guys are doing um, well today. I know there was a special guest earlier in the show, uh, Bartali. The, the cat like put her cat paw right literally in the camera uh so she was uh with you uh my cats are downstairs um i lock them in the basement no i'm kidding uh yes scoop every time that you come down the internet broke i see i blame wholeheartedly i blame scoop he it shows up kind of crazy it, it really is, is right true. it's very true it's very true so, scoop's so getting the ban yeah so scoop's in ban from the office um yeah so the key next time he is here he will be turning over his keys uh and he will not be allowed in the office anymore um also Coming up in just a few weeks, we're going to be talking about this more next week specifically because we got to iron out some stuff. I'm probably going to take a ride down there. But uh, Sunday, June the 26th, 1 o'clock to 6 o'clock, Merrill Park, New Jersey, in Island. Merrill Park, New Jersey. Merrill Park, Island in New Jersey, Central Jersey, that is. To sign up, please give me an email. I know there's a lot of people that are actually, like, texting me on the side, like, I don't have to email, right? You know, I'm just like, just do it. Chopsports.events at gmail.com. We get an accurate uh, you know, a number of people that are going to come so we know how much beer to have or no much food to get. Like, we just want to make sure that everybody's taken care of. And I do want to give a special shout-out to all the people that have endorsed this thing already, um, and that being, obviously, uh, Janine from Absolute Eyewear. Uh, we had Michael Fusco donate some. We had the Cornhole.com come in big time uh, with his new product. He's going to, well, obviously, we're going to get Cornhole there, so we're going to have his product present um, yesterday, I talked to Curtis Counts of Curtis Sells Houses and EXP. He's going to be donating to the cause. So we got a lot of people um, that are interested in coming on and making sure that, you know, we have a good time and, and things are taken care of. And, and they're just awesome people. So they're, they're great people. Uh, and we really appreciate you. Uh, Ashley's asking me if I can send an email. I mean, send them an email. Yeah, I can, I can take care of that. So the next person that does it um, or the next couple people, I got plenty of people to talk to. Uh, I'll just have him send you an email, and then there you go. Kyle Kerm's coming in the chat. Welcome. Good morning, Kyle. I'll be bringing alcohol and food to cover me and my guests, so don't worry about my squad. Squad. Oh, boy. <laughs> that makes me worry, but all right, cool. I'm down for the cause. Let's go. Um, Kyle, uh, I'm also interested in what you invited us to in the group chat. I think there might be a new social media app that you're uh, – Talking about actually being like, yeah, okay, Kyle, but who's your squad? We just need a, a <laughs> right, list. Right, right, right. So shout out to Ash. Do your thing. Um, no one's beating Rob in cornhole, according to him. So Rob, uh, we hope to have you back Monday. I think he said he was coming back Monday, so that's cool. Um, also, yeah, I guess that's really it for as far as the opening uh, stuff. Uh, there's a couple things I want to get to. Obviously, with this stuff that's going on with the LIV right now, the the new. Almost like the NWO of uh, which I'm call of uh, 
of golf. They come in uh, like barnstormers, uh, bringing a few slots. For, oh, cool, 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 cool. I shouldn't have said that over the air, but I'm, I'm, I'm with it. Um, anyway, so uh, what was I going to say? I was Oh, yeah, so the LIV. So this stuff is actually getting more intense as the days go on. More guys are dropping off, but now the PGA is making rulings on this stuff, saying, you know what, you join them, you're no longer with us. They're suspending them off the tours and, and not giving them the ability to win extra cash on in, in the United States, I guess, or at least with the PGA. The big thing I wanted to talk about is that Rocket Mortgage, which is an endorser of a guy, uh, everybody knows him, Bryson DeChambeau, he also said, I'm not, I'm not, you know, you, we're not partnering with you anymore. Do you feel, Chris, that as this thing gets a little bigger and as these guys start defecting over to the Saudi Arabia LIV, are these guys ultimately, are they going to give a shit how much money they're losing considering the payday they're already getting? No, because I saw a thing where Dustin Johnson got more in one deal with this new signing than Tiger Woods earned in his entire career combined if you added up all the earnings. And Tiger Woods, you would imagine, is the the guy that's made the most out of any golfer while golfing. I know that the, the dollar amounts are a lot higher now than they ever were in the past. And you see guys that are taking like 20th place that are getting like 500K or something like that in some of these right. tournaments. But... You have to factor in that these guys are also going to have the opportunity to win these tournaments. So it's like that's just a show. To win, you got to imagine that there's big big paydays in the in the winning the tournament that they're going to be entering. So no, I don't think that they're really concerned. If anything that that they should be concerned about is like the ability to compile numbers in terms of a PGA Tour legacy, but at the end of the day, it's really hard when you back that truck up and you dump a load of what do they get paying hundreds of millions of dollars to, to certain golfers or a hundred million dollars to certain golfers? Like I'm not turning that down. I just now don't is it care. Saudi money? Is it pounds <laughs> or is it like actual cash? Like, yeah, you're gonna have to go ahead and convert that to uh, <laughs> dollars, please. And I think yeah, Kyle for clarification is saying that more than Tiger Woods earned. Yeah, that's golf. what I meant on the uh, not on golf Nike. earnings. But it's not like they're being suspended from potential sponsorship deals. And you would imagine that with all that money over there, there has to be some lucrative opportunity for them to get a lot more money in sponsorship deals from whatever's going on in the Emirates, we'll call it. Yeah, can you imagine, like, all of a sudden, like, hi, I'm Bryson DeChambeau, and have you seen these camels? <laughs> like, you could definitely get these camels. And, and, yes, Rob is coming in with a solid point here. It's good for golf either way because you got it? Yep. It's good for golf either way because the last when was the last time we spoke about golf for a week? That's very, very true. I've kind of bashed true. golf as more of an activity than a sport. Obviously, that's I say that tongue in cheek. I understand. It's just you know, it's like a half <laughs> we sport. Get we get but half sport. <laughs> he still won't give the it all truth. the credit. It's the truth. These guys are going to be front and center in the media now, and it doesn't help the PGA Tour. And if you look at golf as a whole as the PGA Tour, then it's definitely not good for golf. But if you just look at it as growth of the sport and eyes on the sport then i i would say it is good for golf yeah it's at least uh, good for the show we get it we get an interesting topic to talk yeah, about. yeah kyle said the suspensions won't last long i bet most guys will just be playing will be playing in the masters next exactly April. so as long as these contracts are are running for i would yeah. imagine that's how long the suspension is and obviously i brought up the point the other day and i still haven't really researched this but as far as the pga tour goes and they how they affect the european tour where these guys are allowed to participate in the major events so there's obviously precedent set where certain guys are able to do that outside of the PGA Tour. I don't know why they would make the exception, why they wouldn't make the exception at the end for these guys. When it right. comes to it, you know, you need the stars in your tournaments if you want the people to watch. So the less the less golfers that are big names that are going to be participating in the in the majors, it takes some of the shine away for sure. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, you're right. We talked golf for a week because of the LIV. They came in, took the world over. Um, took the golf world over uh, for sure. I was um, I was at tinkering with the audio when you started talking about this. Did you bring up the meme? Which meme? The one that Scoop sent to the group chat where it was like the LIV leaderboard and it was just <laughs> Phil Mickelson's name written in English and then it was all the, um, the, Dude, the that, Arabic letters oh, underneath man. it, second, third, fourth. Hilarious That might meme. be the greatest meme that we've had in that group chat. I'm going to scroll back just to see. Here it is. I'm going to pull it up just to make it, you know, I, I know this is like difficult to read. Maybe not. Yeah, yeah, no. So look. Oh, there we got it. Yeah. We got so it. Phil Mickelson up top, the rest in Arabic. <laughs> so that's uh, hilarious, to say the least. So piggybacking off of that, that's LIV. That's that's it's golf. Um, we really went in, in the hard in the paint on the Deshaun Watson stuff in the, earlier in the week, and now they're starting to also link the Texans 
involved in this garbage. So now all of a sudden, the Texans are now a defendant in this case. Are the Texans going to be in trouble here? Because from me, from my perspective, I don't know what these non-disclosures include. Or are they like general non-disclosures like, yo, can I get a non-disclosure real quick? And there's like no questions asked as to why. I don't know the details either, but you would have to imagine that if I'm an NFL player on, and I'm like the franchise, the face of the franchise, and I go to my team or the security guy or the ex-cop or the ex-military because that's usually what is in place on NFL right. franchises, right, right, head, right. head of security, and I go to the guy um, that I probably have a decent relationship with and I say, hey, I, you know, I need some non-disclosure agreements. I'm going to have a party or, or whatever. I'm not sure if the details... If, if you have to disclose the details to the team as to what you're doing for said non-disclosure agreement, um, I think it's just like a formality, and you could easily lie. So yeah. I don't think that just Deshaun like, Watson— Just checking their bases, crossing the T's I don't think the Deshaun Watson was being upfront with the Texans about why he was using these hotel rooms and these non-disclosure agreements. If he was, then there's obviously a, a larger issue here. And I mean, you said, you said the he, Texans were added to the defense. Does that mean that they're— possibly liable or are they are well, they going to be called to the stand are they going to be called to the stand to potentially um testify against Deshaun Watson in this case well the defense that would mean yeah oh well, maybe I don't know that's that's interesting that's a very interesting point because I mean maybe because the you would imagine like, yo we're wiping our freaking hands they're gonna get they're gonna get out in front of it they're not gonna take any liability if they don't have to and if it's a matter of them talking a little bit about what went down and just right. being honest and that gives them um I wouldn't say plausible deniability, but that's probably what they're going to do here and just say, look, we didn't know, and it's just not in team policy to, you know, like if you're asking for a non-disclosure agreement, typically that would mean that there's something going on that you don't want people to know about, i.e. your your job. Well, so it is Rob weird. Up, yeah, Rob's bringing a, up a good a, point. Don't you find it funny? Area. Don't you find it funny that the Texans, how the Texans knew about the, a lot of this and didn't say anything until, you know, Watson went in with his with his walking paper saying, I want it out of this place. And then, like, the Texans can come back and be like, you sure you want to do that, bro? Because well, we have all this stuff on you. Yeah, but I don't know if that's exactly what's going on here. I think the Texans were, were happy that he wanted to leave because if you remember when he first wanted out, they were like, we're not trading him for anything. There's just no way we're trading Deshaun Watson. the best in the league. And, yeah, then, why, the, why and then the allegations came out, and then it was – I remember Deshaun Watson said that he wanted out before – right the week that Matthew Stafford got traded – Right, that's how long this was, and then it was pretty much a stuck situation for a month or two where they weren't going to move off of Deshaun Watson. And then once the allegations started pouring out, they were like, "Oh, you want out? Okay, deal." At that point, no teams would listen. It's true. It's true. No teams. So would I don't listen. know that they're necessarily hanging that over his head. It's more or less, I think, the New York Times investigation uncovered this this information. It wasn't like the Texans were like, "Hey, hey, guys, look, we got this over here." The New York Times investigation uncovered that the Texans provided non-disclosure agreements and hotel rooms. So now that they're outed publicly, obviously they're going to do everything in their power to get out in front of it. Kyle, and rightfully so. Right. We were talking about how bad and dumb the Texans were because there's potential legal issues now that they're facing. I think that was uh, maybe Nick said that yesterday when we were at the office. But really, the Texans are going to come out of this possibly scot-free with three first-round draft picks and out from underneath that contract that would have crippled that franchise for years to come. The real question is, are the Browns, who are now on the hook for $190 million if they cut Deshaun Watson today, are they? is there anything in the contract language where, where they could get out of it? My understanding of the way they wrote the contract was – he didn't want to go there. He said, no, they're out. I'm not going there. And then they came back with some crazy guarantees where it's fully guaranteed all of it. money. All of it. All guaranteed. And they even manipulated the contract in year one where, where he was able to avoid having to get a crazy suspension with fines because they deferred all the money to the second, third year, which was a unique situation, especially with a contract of that magnitude. You usually load up a lot of the money right away. Um so being that they were that desperate to bring him in and they made all those concessions that you usually wouldn't make for anybody, let alone a guy with those, those issues, and he did the full 180 on whether he was going to play in Cleveland or not, I would imagine that it was like, you know, fully guaranteed is fully guaranteed. There right. could be language, but good luck. Nah, it's like the housing market that I'm in right now, courtesy of Curtis Sells Houses. Like, it's honestly, these are the offers. 
you get X, Y, and Z, but then, you know, A, B, and C could be, oh, well, we'll give you all cash, all guaranteed yeah. up front. And, and then you, it could be the same dollar amount, but I'm going to take we're that talking, first. When we're talking in terms of what's legal and what's illegal and what the Players Association's job is, is it doesn't matter. They can't sit here and, and, and play like the moral police and say, look, what he did is terrible. We can't. You know, it's okay right. to take his money because it sets a bad precedent for future situations that might be not as egregious, but where they are in a similar situation. The Players Union is obligated to fight for every dollar for Deshaun Watson, no matter what the situation is. So it puts the Browns in a tough spot. And out of everything here, Deshaun Watson looks really bad, but I, I we can't overlook the fact that the Browns were this um, incompetent. I, they just didn't do their due diligence and this desperate to change their the face of their franchise at the quarterback position that they were willing to take this on. And now it could be potentially disastrous for the it's future. Just, it's so funny. You say that because it's like, you know, Cleveland's trying to maybe change the landscape or change the, the culture. And you brought over this guy who's got all these problems. And it's like, what it, I saw a meme yesterday and it's like, this is the brownsiest thing they could have done. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to get this upgrade over Baker Mayfield. But by the way, there might or may not be 24 civil suits against them. But that's okay. We'll be fine. And, like, and we ooh. say 24, right? <clears throat> right. You know, how many more might might arise? Because there was 24, and they, according to the New York Times thing, there's been 66 that the Texans know about. Right. So... So here's my, here's my other how question. How many does, it, does he not... Do they not know about? And how many of those people you know, felt like the, the same yeah. similar situation or even still how many of those people maybe were completely consensual, but now they're like, well, there's a potentially hundreds of million dollars on the table. I'm just going to act like it happened to me too. I have cash app receipts. My question is this, um, in regards to the Browns, like while they structured the contract, like dirty dogs, like they really did. They're like, Oh, don't worry, man. If you get suspended for this year, like, don't worry. You only lose a million dollars. We got you. My question is, is there language in the contract that says, "Look, we'll we'll front load, uh, we'll back load this deal. It's all guaranteed. We'll structure it in a way you won't lose a lot of money. But if you miss an entire season and this shit gets worse, we have the ability to just straight up cut you like one loophole in this contract. If the Browns were smart, they would have did that. But I don't think they were smart enough to do that. Yeah, I don't think so, man. I I, I really don't think so. It's crazy. Anyway, that's that. Uh, what else? Okay, so obviously." Elephant in the room. I'm not going to avoid it completely, folks. Uh, before, we wanted to do a show yesterday hyping the game up, and uh, the game was not as lived up to the hype um, for the Rangers' sake. They get back home. They lose another game. Um, it's it's looking like doom and gloom right now for the Rangers and their fan base. Um, you know, we'll get into one of their specific fans in a couple seconds. But this game in general, in the last three, for me, as watching as a Ranger fan, seeing them kind of get through the playoffs, game sevens left and right, right? So we've we've gone down this road before. It's just that you haven't gone down this road before against the two-time defending champions. These guys know how to win games, you know what I mean? And it just looked very lazy again last night. They scored the first goal, got that place rocking, man. And I was like, you know what? This can turn the momentum. But then, you know, you have these uh, there's these hiccups. I'm not sure what went behind this decision to bench or a healthy scratch Ryan Reeves, like one of your guys that kind of lay down the law with this team, you know, and they, he lays the wood and makes these big hits. But I guess they had to get a little faster because Tampa Bay is bigger, faster, stronger. That's just the way they are. So I'm just, I don't know, man. It's just, it's, it's, it's weird, bro. It's just very, it's a weird situation. The game didn't play out the way I thought it would. Uh, obviously, I was rooting for the Rangers. Everybody knows that. But I'm saying I, I didn't think this game would get away from them like it did. And now, for the like the umpteenth time, the Rangers' backs are against the walls in Game Six, or I'm sorry, Game Yeah, Game Six tomorrow um, in 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 Tampa Bay. So it's like find me find me a fan out there that feels good about that. And like the people that are coming in saying, "Don't lose the faith, no quit in New York," blah blah blah. Like, yeah, we played Pittsburgh, we played Carolina, good teams. But these guys, they're the elite. And to get a goal or two by this goalie now is is feeling like it's impossible. And when you do get one, it's one that he was screened and he couldn't see. Well, it's, you know, that leads me to Igor's goals that he let up. A lot of traffic in front. I mean, Gooch, we, me, you or me have never played goalie. Um, but 
when when there's a, a puck this big. Looks like I'd be. It looks pretty easy though. No, I'm, <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. I'm joking. You know I'm what joking. though? You know what though? Even if, even if you had good reflexes, let's just say that. Let's just say like, wow, you know, I would be really good at this. Yeah, I'm not trying to do all when, that. But what I'm saying is, what you can't see is even more impossible to stop. So those pucks are getting shot off from the blue line, right? And nobody could see it because it's like trickling down. It's just a bad, bad loss, bad goals given up. I don't know how confident I am compared to, you know, to the rest of the fan base. Tommy D coming in saying they've played 20 games straight. They're exhausted. I said last week that that might have been in uh, in favor of a younger team because there's nobody. There's like two guys on the team over 30 right now. You know what I mean? So I'm looking at this team and I'm like, all right, cool. You had all this gas and and you know and you and you're you're scoring goals early in the first two games and then you have the two nothing lead in game three and you think, wow, we're about to put the skate on the throat and end this thing. Now, now you're you're in a lot of trouble. So I mean, I, I know you don't have this like in depth analysis, but I had to cover this. I will cover uh, the fan yesterday that was posted by Richie uh, Delusant, and then I saw it a bunch of other times. I actually saw it this morning. Peter Rosenberg um, retweeted it because he saw the video. He says that dude's going to jail. Like, and I asked you in pre, we're, we're competitive dudes. We're very high strung when it comes to our teams. We're very passionate. We're very vocal. We're very animated, right? Would you ever f- fucking knock somebody out for talking shit? Like, just a cold cock like that guy? This guy, and he has since been arrested, according to Steve Aspara, actually came in and commented that there was a tweet that put out that the guy's been arrested for assault, harassment, this, that, and the third. Like, he got a bunch of charges filed against him. The other guy who got knocked out cold um, did not file any um, didn't file any charge uh, not filing or didn't seek medical attention on the scene. So, but he could have he could have been like, "Yo, my neck hurts," or my, he will. I'm like sure his, he will. His lawyer like, is going to be like, "No, I'll send you to my guy. Don't worry." Um, and rightfully <laughs> just, so, that guy's a scumbag. You know me, bro. I'm all about fighting and not per- me personally, but I'm all about watching the fights and things like that are great content for me. When it's a when it's two willing participants, this guy had no idea that he was about to fight. Maybe a little bit of jawing back and forth. To be completely fair, I didn't watch the video yet, which is surprising. Right. I'll just give it to you straight. Guy's walking in front, red shirt guy who is the assaulter, right? Yes. He's walking in front of this guy with a lightning jersey who has a beer in his hand. You don't know what the lightning fan is chirping. He could say like, hey, you know, New York sucks. This place is a dump, whatever, whatever. The guy literally turns around. And I'm talking haymaker out of from doom and knocks this guy cold to the point where, like, he went completely stiff board, dead. Right? And, and people are like, the guy, so, the guy, so I the guy recording my original it was statement. like, he's dead. I stick to my original statement. The guy's a piece of shit. I like when people fight for my entertainment, but usually it's two willing participants. I'm down to watch it. But when somebody is just kind of having a good time at a game, you know, everybody has been there and they've maybe said a little bit too much. Nobody has I've ever I've never seen anybody say enough as to where they deserve to get punched in the face like that. You know, where it's just Colcock knocked out. Uh the, Tommy's coming in saying the dude looked like he was talking shit. You gotta know your surroundings before you open your no, mouth. This shit but, happens constantly. Tommy no. maybe maybe the guy was wrong for talking shit and he paid a, a a steep price for it. And that's a lesson learned. I'm also not the guy I'm not turning around and punching somebody in the face for talking shit, but I'm also in Tommy's to, to Tommy's point, I'm not going to be the guy running my mouth talking shit to piss off a bunch of people. That said, two wrongs don't make a right. Uh, one guy's way more wrong. The guy that was talking shit isn't going to jail. I can promise you that. So no. just understanding the ramifications of of your surroundings and meaning like that you're in society as a male adult or even adult period or even a child is that you don't turn around and knock somebody out. That's knowing your surroundings because it's illegal to do it, you know? So knowing your surroundings and not talking shit, one thing. Knowing your surroundings in life. Like, so if you're at the supermarket and somebody, you know, hits your cart with their cart and, you you know, they talk shit. It's like, (laughs) you know, you shouldn't have talked shit in the supermarket. Well, no, you shouldn't have knocked the guy out for for getting a little upset at your, you know, bumping your cart. Forgetting forgetting the Cheerios before you could. Like, like, you know, it's just... Yeah, you're the not, guys supposed, obviously to, in the you're not wrong. supposed to to knock people out cold. That's, yeah, it's you know, just that's the, not the, nice. Come the, on, what are we doing nice. here? Listen unless he unless he's asking for it and he puts his hands up and he's down. In defense, if let's just say that this guy threw a bottle at him, then I'm turning around, I'm clocking you. Like that's like if there was some kind of physical contact between me and another man, I'm turning around and I'm knocking you the like the, the just completely cold cocking you. But there was nothing. There was, was a lot of shit talking. I'm sure he's chirp, chirp, chirp. 
there shouldn't be a thing where it's like, well, you're in New York. You got to be careful. I also like, no. think that I also think that just in life that you're not allowed to fight a person that you know you could beat up before fighting them. Like that's just a rule of manhood. If you know for a fact that I'm going to beat this person up, you're not allowed to fight them. You have to do it other ways. You have to deliver your point in another way. <laughs> unless there's some like, you know, Cain Velasquez, free Cain by the way. Unless there's some Cain Velasquez type shit going down where you're well within your rights to go seek out somebody and assault them. We might get this uh, episode flagged, by the way. Why? Just just because of the conversation that we're having. Truth, really? Truth be told. Yeah. Is that how it works? Um, if, if so, be so. You we're know, we're sitting here not that, condoning violence. <laughs> yeah, but just just the way the language works in YouTube. It, if so, be so, though. It's a conversation that I feel like we needed to have anyway. Yeah, fun times. All right, fine. Uh, but anyway, so the Rangers drop game five. Um, there is some... Uh, relative uh, football news before we get into the main football story is that your boy Devontae decided to open his mouth and now he's chirp, 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 and you're going to smack him up? <laughs> like, no, because the headline is very, um, it's very reel you in and let's see what Devontae's going to say wait, about wait, 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 before you Before you go, so you're telling me that the media wrote a headline in order for you to click it and read it? Is that what they did? Yeah, and not Those only that, sons of with the, the, the more surprising part is, is that it's disparaging towards Aaron Rodgers, the headline. So I've never seen that specifically in the last two or three off-seasons. I haven't seen anything like that. Um, there's also more Aaron Rodgers news, which I'll touch on a little bit after the, uh, the Devontae situation here. So Devontae Adams was asked about his exit with the Packers, and he hasn't really had an opportunity to get in front of the media since – uh, the, the whole thing went down, the trade. Yeah. Now, obviously, he's on the Raiders. He was asked, you know, about the exit, and he said that Aaron Rodgers did have did play a role in him leaving. So now, of course, that's what the headline reads. So first, at first initial glance, you see that headline, and you're saying, like, oh, Devontae didn't like Aaron Rodgers. That's not the case. They've talked about it. Um, Aaron Rodgers is on a, on a situation right now where he's playing year to year, and Devontae Adams isn't. And Devontae Adams didn't want to, while he did mention Jordan Love by name and he did say, I have a good relationship with Jordan Love and all respect to him. But, you know, the opportunity to go play with someone I'm comfortable, put my family in a situation that I'm more comfortable and have a little more security in years three, two, three, four, five down the line with a quarterback that is his obviously is one of his best friends. It wasn't a thing where he was like, you know what? I don't like Aaron Rodgers. It was a business decision, and you have to respect it. So it just keeps on going back to the same thing. People trying to find a story here, and there is a story because he is on the Raiders, but there's no real drama. It's like this is typical NFL business. If it wasn't Aaron Rodgers, it wouldn't be as big of a story. And based on everything that Adam said, I I agree with him. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, all right, if if you feel like you're still in the prime of your career and Aaron is this year-to-year guy – it's like you got to do the right thing. You got to do what's best for you, your future, your family. So there was no disrespect or shade thrown at Aaron Rodgers. It was just like, look, man, he he's a little undecided. If I'm decided. If I'm there's anybody, play. if there's anybody in this in this scenario that should feel a little bit offended, would be Jordan Love. And if anything else, it's a little more telling because you got a guy that Devontae Adams has probably got a decent eye for quarterback talent. Mm. And look, see, this isn't also what it's not fair. What I'm about to say. Is it that Devontae sees uh, something that Jordan about Jordan Love that isn't it? He doesn't have the, the it case. factor. Or I think also it's a factor of it's Derek Carr and it's his college quarterback. I think that's more that it. That plays on it as well. Yeah, I think that's more it. I, I don't see that being any kind of drama. There is legitimately a triple threat match happening in the chat right now between Tommy, Scoop, and Kyle. Uh, they might throw hands uh, before the end of this episode. Um, in lieu in, uh, of talking about Devontae Adams real quick, uh, they gave more money to another receiver on their roster. They gave Hunter Renfro a nice little chunk of change, and he gets a $32 million extension. So technically, quote, slot receiver, you know, he's not an outside guy. He's the little guy in the middle. It's third and Renfro. You know what I mean? Like, he's just like, is it third and Jordy? Was it third and Jordy when he was playing? Third and Cobb. Third and Cobb. That's what it was. Randall Cobb, remember that? Video? <laughs> oh no, not Randall Cobb again! Um, How could I forget? Yeah, so so obviously Renfro gets his money, but the big big money that we want to talk about is obviously Cooper Cup. Now I think Cooper Cup is one of the, if not the, best receiver in football, based off of what he's done in the last couple of years, and now 
we used to use the the Aaron Rodgers thing as a as a crutch almost with when talking about Devontae. You're like, Devontae's the best, but he also has the best throwing him the football. So now Devontae takes a little bit of a not a backseat to the best in football because Carr can sling it. But and Stafford's really good. I think Cup overall, pound for pound, is one of the best, if not the best. And he's paid through like the best. So the contract breaks down three year, eighty million dollar extension. It makes it a total of a five-year, $110 million, $75 million guaranteed. Gooch, I'm going to say it for the last time. The salary cap is a myth. It doesn't exist, and people don't abide by it unless you feel like abiding by it. Yes. Well, yes and no. Obviously, the salary cap is a real thing, um, but it's only a myth when you want to expose the loopholes that are present. And the loopholes are present uh, I guess on purpose, the same loopholes aren't present in other sports, but the same loopholes aren't really necessarily needed in other sports. I don't think uh, the NFL is a lot different in terms of the the inherent risk when for both parties and signing a player when it comes right. to injuries and things like that. So I understand it. And because of the current landscape, it's there's there's good things about free agency for the players, but then it, there's bad things about it as well. Like you want to be able to have some player retention and keep some teams good for a decent amount of time. Um, there is enough parity in the NFL in terms of just how many teams are abiding by the hard cap, but right. there isn't a hard cap, and we've talked about there it is. at length. There is. <laughs> there we've is talked about cap. it at length. There's a hard cap, but it, there's ways to manipulate it and find loopholes with prorated salaries and signing bonuses. And there's a couple things. You have to have a competitive team. You can't have the Jaguars. The Jaguars wouldn't be able to do what the Rams are doing. So the Jaguars have a different cap situation. Like They're not going to get guys to buy in and restructure and do all these things contractually to help the team just to win four games. You have to be in a situation where you feel like you're on the cusp and you're about to lose some veteran players that have played together already for a couple years, et cetera, et cetera. And then you start seeing the pylon effect where if you lose a Von Miller, no big deal because you just signed Bobby Wagner. You know, you lose Odell, which I'm pretty sure he's going to resign. You sign Allen Robinson. You're able to extend Cup. You're able to extend Stafford. You're able to extend Aaron Donald. People are looking at those three things as how are they doing it? It's like, no, they're allowed to, they're able to do all of the other things that they're doing because of those extensions. Like those extensions are, what, are what's making it possible because they have no intention on cutting Matthew Stafford before his, his uh, contract was up. So it's like, why not just guarantee him that now, right? Get rid of the cap hit and then put a couple more years at the back end. And, you know, you have Kyle comes in a lot and says things like, uh, in 20, 20, 2024, they're going to be in a terrible situation unless Matthew Stafford is still effective, Aaron Donald is still effective, and they're still looking for another contract, and they're willing to restructure again because the team is still good enough. So those are the things that they're looking for a loophole. If, if it's not, then they're in for a rebuild anyway. You know, so it's a smart thing. <clears throat> no, no, no. I, See, all right. So let me just... <clears throat> back my theory up and back my my comments up because Kyle is coming in saying it doesn't make any sense that I'm saying things like that and he says contracts are backloaded it's not that complicated it's it's it, it is that complicated because you got a guy like all right so the owner of the Rams who apparently according to Nick yesterday was telling me about the Rams owner owns like 18 soccer clubs and all this other shit right so he's got money right so the reason why I say it's the way it is is because the Rams are going out there and they're signing all these guys, guaranteeing them all this money, making it doesn't matter if it's front loaded, back loaded, whatever loaded, it's still money on their books, right? The Dallas Cowboys, when you put a cowboy spin on this, they are like neurotic with staying under the cap number. That's all they've said time and time again. We gotta get under the cap. We gotta get under the cap. Why? Why? If these other guys are making what I'm saying is the cap may not be a myth. But I feel like everybody under the sun knows how to manipulate it, except the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> no, the Cowboys do. It's just that what it, like what the, it the really Cowboys comes, are trading away pieces while the Rams are adding. But what it comes down to is, like I said, bro, it's it's like when you want to disguise something of being a one way to your fan base, you you have a built in excuse, and it's the right. cap. So it's not that the Cowboys don't know how to manipulate it. It's just that they literally chose not to in, in the Amari Cooper case. They could have extended Cooper and given him the same deal the Browns did and f manipulated the, the signing bonus before the deadline because I understand that they had to do it by a certain date. So why not just do it before that date? You know, they were able to put money towards a Randy Gregory potential deal, things like that that didn't so, pan out. 
So that money could have gone to Amari Cooper just a little bit sooner. I'm not sure the details, but all these teams are for sure in for a a pitfall down the line, no matter what. So but Kyle, yeah, if they're right. still good in two years, that pitfall could be pushed back two more years. So it's like so you Kyle still... keeps Kyle keeps talking about how what Dallas did a couple of years ago. They signed Zeke, Jalen Smith, Demarcus Lawrence, Cooper, Dak. Right. What I'm saying is, when the when the free agency period comes around and they're taking care of their own, they're manipulating their own salary cap, which would to to stay under the salary cap. The Dallas Cowboys, for as long as I've been a fan, since Maybe Deion Sanders. There hasn't been a big splash free agent that the Cowboys have brought in. Yes, they're taking care of their own, and sometimes it works. Like, for instance, you know, the Demarcus Lawrence deal is great. I love it, the restructure. That makes sense, right? The Zeke deal, all right, you want me to sit here and say, admittedly saying it's a bad contract? At the time, it wasn't. Right now, it kind of looks shitty, but whatever. You know, there's nothing you can do about that. If you want to restructure them, great. They gave Cooper $20 million after they traded for them for him. So he didn't have this big deal. It's pretty telling, though, that they won't restructure Zeke because he's a running back, and they don't want to give him anything on the back end. The Cowboys, like I'm saying, the the Rams, here's the difference, and Kyle's asking what the difference is between the Cowboys and the Rams or what they're doing. The Rams just, all right, this is the first of their instance of taking care of their own, meaning Cooper Cup. Homegrown, drafted by them, big extension, good for them, right? You lose a guy like Von Miller, who they got in free agency, right? But then they replace him with a guy like Bobby Wagner, free agent, right? Odell Beckham, free agent. Allen Robinson, free agent. I would all these guys that, that they're bringing in and they're extending and they're signing are all from the outside. I would I would also say I would also say as well that you know, it's very similar though because they did make the Cooper trade. So a lot of these guys, they did sign Allen Robinson free agency. They did sign, but a lot of them were trades and yes, season but, acquisitions. But knowing but knowing they had to take care of them eventually. And the, I'm going to like this a, is I'm, I'm I'm just making my own point. I don't know who this is in defense of or which side of it on. I don't really have a side between you and Kyle's whatever because I think that's an internal Cowboys thing. But I do think that there is there are some very stark similarities and there is some differences in the way the Cowboys and the Rams situation is. Um, in a player-by-player basis, you could look at a similarity where you could see the Zeke thing, you could see the, Zach, the Dak thing. Even the restructures that they did this offseason with certain guys is very Rams-esque, right? Um they just weren't in the position that the Rams were in where they were just off a Super Bowl appearance. Um, they didn't weren't able to upgrade at the quarterback position the way the Rams were. But the Rams are doing it a little bit different in, in that they're mortgaging their entire future, not just potential salary cap issues down the line. Like they're not gonna they're gonna get bad and they're gonna have no draft picks later. So the Cowboys didn't do that. They didn't completely mortgage everything and say, you know, they're, they're kind of keeping a little bit. They're not pushing their chips all in where the Rams did. So that's the one difference. But it's almost like, wouldn't you rather see the Cowboys just say, fuck it and go all in? Because yeah, you're going you're gonna to hover, and that would entail firing the head coach, I hate to tell you. but <laughs> Still might happen. <laughs> you know, you like an Amari Cooper on that Cowboys team, I know you had a hot take yesterday, and it was a bad one. I hate to break it to you, that the Cowboys are going to be better without Amari Cooper. They're not. Okay. They're, they're not. Okay. They might be better record-wise, but it's I'm the not same. even looking at the record. I'm talking about offense. I don't think their offense is going to be better, but I think their defense is a chance to be lights out this year, and, you know, their offensive line has the potential to be elite as well. So there's still... Uh, you know, ways to pass the victory for the Cowboys offensively, but they're not going to be as dynamic as they were with Cooper and CeeDee Lamb on the field. There's just no question about it. And, and like, this is defending, you know, I, I agree with what you're saying and that it's not all lost. Like, there's more than one way to skin a cat there. The Packers offense isn't going to be as dynamic without Devontae, but it doesn't mean that they're not going to be able to win as many games as they did. So I understand what you're saying, and it might not be all uh, end-all, be-all for, for the Cowboys offense, but... They're not going to be as dynamic. They would be better with Cooper. You would have liked to have seen them do that, I think, where in the prior to trading him for a fifth round pick, try and give him that extension and, and, and do all the signing bonus money because that's the kind of the commitment you made years back when you did it with when you even signed him and made the trade for Cooper, when you signed Zeke. It's like that's the commitment you made. Maybe they learned their lesson with Zeke, though. Yeah, I mean, Kyle, now you can spin this in a whole other conversation for another day as far as what I think the Cowboys can be this year as opposed to last year. There's also a, a big issue about character, guys. You got to you gotta want everybody in your locker room, okay? As, as, as good as Randy Gregory was, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to go look into Dorrance Armstrong's numbers. 
from last year alone, right? Look into that, right? Look into what we could possibly deliver. In tomorrow's episode of the Jersey Boys podcast, <laughs> yeah, we're going right? to discuss we'll talk about Torrance Marshall, Torrance Armstrong, yeah, forget and the it. Jalen Tolbert. Forget that it, forget it, forget it. But Pro all Bowl these guys, future. all these guys don't have to worry about a goddamn thing in their future, right? Because they don't have to worry about running out of money. Except for in 2024, there's not going <laughs> to be any money for them when they're, when they're free agents. <laughs> I'm talking about our boy over at the Fusco Agency, Michael Fusco, is there to give you a comprehensive game plan. I'll call it a game plan. Uh, to figure out what you can do uh, when you retire. Wealth planning, insurance, he covers it all. This guy is a full-fledged powerhouse of an agency. you got to go check him out. FuscoInsuranceAgency.com. I don't have my read here. I apologize to him for that. I don't have the read, but go visit him. He'll be at the party. You can talk to him uh, about your small business, a potential business loan, um, and all that stuff. So that's uh, that's my rant about Fusco. And, of course, SteveAspara.com who just launched AshmereFit.com, so he is our web developer. We actually have to have a uh, meeting with Steve in the near future as far as uh, a couple changes we want made to the website of ours, ChopSportsMedia.com. So that's definitely something we want to address uh, quick and, uh, you know, in a relatively uh, fast matter. I must have, yep, uh, Dave does it again. He deleted the Manscaped one. So we are brought to you by Manscaped, (laughs) according to Gooch, right? Yes, yeah, so manscaped.com, head on over, use the promo code CHOPSPORTS, you guys receive 20% off, trusted by 4 million men worldwide, this is the best product that you're going to get to shave your nuts, I promise, it reduces the risk of nicks and cuts, and it's Father's Day coming up, so you don't got much time, you got to put in the order now, they got the Father's Day package 2.0, you get the entire bundle, comes with the lawnmower 4.0, it comes with the lawn the uh, weed whacker and ear and nose hair trimmer. It has all the shave gels and exfoliators and lotions, and you are going to come out gleaming like a cube. <laughs> Reference to the <laughs> Christian know, Slater movie. So head on over to uh, manscaped.com, use the promo code CHOPSPORTS, and take care of your boys down below. According to Scoop yesterday, his uh, his wife bought him uh, the performance <laughs> package for Father's Day. So he's getting it with a nice, oh, nice 20% nice. off. So nice. appreciate that. He goes, how much are you getting? I'm like, we're not getting a dollar. Like, l- relax. Like, we're getting yeah, something not, completely different. it doesn't work different. like that. Not like that. Um, so, yes, Manscaped. You know who also was endorsing Manscaped yesterday? But he said it's not an ad, right? He said this is not an ad, but he was, like, almost, like, I guess trying it out as far as, like, a TikTok. Our boy John Paz. Well, I mean, all of a sudden I see him talking about Manscaped, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> what happened here? Bro, he took a he took a razor to a nut or like a, a peach or something like that. It's <laughs> like demonstrating that it's safe. Like it was the funniest. I got to send it to you. It's hilarious. That is good. But anyway, what's up guys. It's Sturge from chop sports. And today I'm here to finally deliver some new happenings with our friends over at absolute eyewear. You already know the deal. They're stocked. They have the biggest brands, including Ray-Ban polo, and now introducing its newest player to their star studded lineup. Oakley. They work with all your major insurance companies, including BCBS, AARP, and so much more. If you check out Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, next to the train station, you'll receive $100 off any prescription frames and lenses. That's $100. Check them out right now by either calling 732-326-3937 or visit their website, absolute-eyewear.com. Tell them Chop Sports Sturch sent you. That is our reads for the day. Obviously, tonight, um, we wanted to talk about and recap the original game that went down the other night, but we weren't able to do that. Uh, Boston wins 116-100. Uh, a couple stats to jump out. Curry in a losing effort goes for 31, Clay for 25. We'll get into the Draymond Green thing in a minute, but for the first time since 1984, the Celtics had three players do 20-5, and five, so that's obviously impressive. Well, the they Celtics are have... just anybody in the finals. Uh, what do you mean? So I don't Oh, in the, was... in the playoffs. In the playoffs, not just the finals. I so, believe wow, it's just the playoffs. So that's a big, a big thing. And um, you know, I think it was Tatum they were interviewing, and it was Lisa Salters. So she's a little bit older than everybody. And he's like, "Did you know that this is the first time since '84 that this has happened?" And he's like, "No, I was born in '98, so no, I didn't know this." <laughs> I was like, "Man!" And she goes, "You're killing me!" Like she just literally like got mad at the fact that she just like showed her age there. But so whatever. we talked about this game, and both of us were on Golden State getting the yeah. three and a half. It looked like they might make a run. They got within four at at one point. It was the closest that I saw. I was not like glued to the TV, so maybe they got within a couple more points of them. But then Boston turned it up in the fourth quarter, <clears throat> and I was watching the game, and I I couldn't ha- I didn't have the sound, but I was able to read the captions on the bottom. And what I did read at, at a certain point was why, that why are we doing that? I was working. Oh, <laughs> so. 
Good excuse. So I, while, while, while I was watching, I did see across the scroll across the bottom. I'm not sure. I think it might have been Mark Jackson that said something about, or, or Van Gundy, that said something about the athleticism of the Celtics and that they're just a way more, like they're bigger and more athletic, which is like a lethal combination. Golden State looked flat. Draymond, he talked a lot and he fell flat. Clay Thompson wasn't hitting his shots. Jordan Poole looked like he didn't belong on the court. I don't even know where Wiggins was. Steph Curry was the only guy that actually showed up. <clears throat> and it's a shame because he's still going to get bashed for it because a finals loss is a finals loss. Uh, I don't want to put this one on Steph, but the foul trouble early is even more impressive that he was able to score 31 because I know that he was in foul trouble all game. Great job by the Celtics. Uh, we were talking about prior to, like, how could they do it? What do they need to happen? And I think the recipe is clear for me is just that 25. <laughs> yeah, when all three of their guys cook, it's just not easy to stop them. And when they're shooting, I think they shot something like 60% in the first half. That's, That's it. Big. That's you know, big. You, you, you're not, you're not it's missing tough shots. To come, it's tough to come back from shit like that, man. When when you know it's a game of runs, but 60% in the NBA, in the NBA finals, it's just like when they're hitting their shots, the shots are all falling. It's tough to beat anybody. Both teams are really good. It's It comes down to execution and making your shots, and the Celtics are going to dominate the paint. There was also another little factor in this game that could or could not have factored into this because – there was a, a complaint made by the Golden State Warriors in pregame that the rims seemed higher. Now, if there's anybody in the NBA whose word I'm going to take on the rims potentially being a little bit elevated would be the Golden State Warriors because these guys simply are the are the masters at shooting, and Steph Curry has his shit locked in. Is there something to this? Like, no, there is a. It's a fact that the rim was like an inch or two higher in on one side. Now, the Celtics also play with a higher rim, but they also have the height, so you could make the case <laughs> that it, it benefits them. Either way, it's a non, it's, the, game, the game took place. They're not going like, to wipe the score away, but it's something to talk about. They hung something off the rim that's ten, exactly 10 feet to measure it, and it didn't touch the ground. That's insane. It was like, like, how do you, dang, like, it was how like do we dangling get this wrong. How, like, in the NBA on. Finals. Right. And like, people what? are like, well, what about Jesus. last series, this series? I don't know if it has any factor because I'm, don't the Bruins play there as well? Did the Bruins make UCLA? the play? No, like Boston. Oh, Boston Bruins. I'm sorry. Yeah, yes, yeah. They, yes, they UCLA play plays in in uh, TD Garden. Mouth. It's been a day. Um, I will say this, and piggybacking off of this, because and I had a look at it. We didn't do a graphic for the game tonight, but the game is minus three and a half. The game is also tomorrow, I believe. No, it's tonight. Um, I made sure it was tonight because I need something to watch. But it is going down today at nine o'clock. The Celtics are favored three and a half again. Uh, the series is now two to one. Gooch, do they do they do like what what do the Warriors just have to hit shots? Is that what we're doing here? You know what I mean? Like, is this one of those things like just play your offensive game and we'll even this series up? Or like, are they gonna have to actually find an answer for all three of these guys? I'm talking Brown, Smart, and and uh, Tatum. If you look at games one and two, you saw a lot of um, Golden State dominating outside of one quarter, maybe two quarters of play. So there's a recipe there, no, no question about it. But a lot of it comes down to if the Celtics, because they're the more athletic, they're the bigger team, if the Celtics are able to execute the way they're executing in, in these said quarters, which are so dominant that like the Celtics are the only team right now that's beating them is themselves. And I hate to say that because it's so cliche, but if the Celtics execute and they get the passes out, they do the dribble penetration and, and they're getting the passes out on time and – they're making the extra pass the way they – because when they're clicking, they're just too big, too fast, too strong, too young, too athletic. For Golden State, they're just a step behind. It's crazy. And it's crazy we're saying things like this. I mean, we, we were Golden writing them State off. is the team that's known to be the shooters and, and Boston's hitting 60% of their shots, there's almost no, no chance for Golden State because they need, to be, they need to be the ones hitting 60% because they're lacking in the other departments. And – Look, things change fast, and I don't. I, I use recency bias, and I bash it a lot. But when you're seeing two teams play against each other, and you're making your predictions prior to, it's there's one thing for me to sit here and say like I hate the Celtics, so I'm just going to keep on picking against them. There's another thing where I have to kind of be obligated to say what I'm seeing on the court. And the Celtics, like I said, if they hit their shots, there's not they're not going to lose. Right. The, the the Warriors have to play better defense if they're going to win. So as well as hitting their shots, as well as Draymond has to actually put up a stat line, you know, two, three and four. You had Isaiah Thomas talking shit, rightfully so, because um, Draymond been talking, 
So you're going to talk the way you're talking after game two, and then you lay flat on the in that hostile environment. His girlfriend was going in with the FU Draymond chance, uh, but yet then again, Draymond does the middle fingers. We'll talk about Draymond in just a second, but all right. So three and a half games tonight. Momentum's in obviously in Boston. Games in Boston. Can Boston do it again? Yeah, but they're not gonna. I'm gonna pick Golden State in this one, even though I I for I all thought, the factors. Yeah, I, I it's just I like to get to I like twice. getting the points. I think it's going to be a tight game. Golden State, like I said, they have the ability to, to win these games. You saw what they've done um, in a lot of the games that they've played. They, outside of the two quarters, they're down two one, but they've dominated as many quarters that Boston has. So they're not completely out of it. Uh, and I'm going to buy in on on some of these guys, the vets that have have the experience to step up. One of these other guys, Poole or Wiggins, one of them got to step up. I'm not so sure about any of the bigs down there. Um, they, they're well, really non-existent for Golden State. I'm also going to ride with you. I find it hard-pressed for them not to to cover, like it's for them to lose like that two games in a row. Steve I felt Kerr's so good, good about coach. Golden State in the other one, and I know in the, in the game three that um, this one I feel a lot less good about. So I, I'll, it'll probably be the better pick. Because yeah, I, was, well, I was definitely riding the public, I believe, in Game 3. I think a lot of the people are, are, are kind of turning the corner and thinking the Celtics are the clear favorite here. Yeah, I, I, I uh, we got a, a prop play here from Anon. Curry, points, rebounds, assists, over today. You want? He, he's thinking Curry's going to have a big game. Uh, I would say, guys, I heard Paulie Pavilion is doing renovations, so UCLA Bruins are playing in Boston for practice. <laughs> Scoop's going to get slapped. Um Anyway, so I, I was gonna. I'll, I'll also ride with you. I think the Golden State Warriors are gonna bounce back and win. Uh, Boston seven and zero. This is the this is the uh, the stat I believe Horford's sister said. Boston is now seven and zero in the playoffs, coming off a loss. Golden State is five and zero, coming off a loss. Somebody's O's got to go, and I think it might be. Um, I, well, I think it's gonna stay. Actually, I think I go, the Golden State takes it. Staying on Golden State for a second. Draymond Green, the podcast issue, right? So. There was a reporter, I don't know who it was, I can't give him any credit because I, I truly don't remember the guy's name, but he went out there and he said, like, hey, Draymond, do you think that there's any merit or any uh, logical sense that this can make if, you know, you, you might be giving away too much on your podcast with the X's and O's, and he's like, in what reference? And he's like, oh, well, you know, you said that, he goes, wait a minute, are you talking about me saying we got to, you know, get a hand in their face? If that's X's and O's, then I don't know what you're talking about because, like, that's not really X's and O's. But the podcast thing is actually starting to take on a life of its own as far as, like, he's going to do it, win or loss. You know, we talked about it in pre. There's a lot going on with this podcast all of a sudden. Should he quit? I don't think he should quit. There's a lot of people out there, and I'm, I'm sure there's a part of you even, Dave, me knowing you the way you, well, I do. If there was a Cowboys player doing a podcast and he did one right after a loss, you would be maybe pissed off about it. Because of, you know, but and and then maybe cooler heads will prevail. Unless, unless he is comes out in 2020. But unless he I comes think, out and shits on his team, then I then I get it. I think by Thursday you'd be like, all right, it's fine. Let the guy do his podcast. Look, content creation is the way of the world now. And Draymond's building his own brand. He's got a career off the court in, in media. And I think it's a it's a cool thing. I think more players should do it, to be honest, because you can you control the narrative a little bit more. If you like to lip box, as Kendrick Perkins was saying yesterday, talking about going at, at Draymond Green, which Kendrick Perkins isn't as nearly as good of a passer as Draymond Green, so we could put that one to rest. Um, but, yeah, Kendrick Perkins needs to shut up with Draymond Green and talking about he should stop doing his podcast. Anybody that has any problem with Draymond Green doing his podcast, I want to know, and I'm going to ask the question that Draymond Green asked the public yesterday after, after the loss. And that was, what would you like me to do in my hotel room after the game? You know, like, should I call, you know, I'm not going to make the Deshaun Watson joke, but the guy's <laughs> right. sitting there, he's having a good time. And if, Desha if Draymond Green didn't do his podcast after a loss, it would almost be worse that he didn't do his podcast after right. a loss. Because then you know, the people come out like, like oh, he's he running from something. Especially right. after a bad game. I think it's kind of, you tip your cap to the guy and say, look, he faced the music and he's been going at people for a while, and he understands he's got to face it. He understands what's the inherent bullshit he's going to deal with, but that's part of it for him. You know, he's the new age tough guy. And I also love the comments he made about that, which we could talk about right now really fast. Talking about how, how you didn't come out there and deliver, and he's saying, look, all you guys that want me to be a tough guy, I've been saying this as well, you want me to be a tough guy, 
talking about the old NBA players, like all oh, 80s and 90s guys talking shit about this generation. It's like, unless you're Bill Lambeer or Rick Mahorn, you were getting bullied by those guys too. So I don't know what you're talking about. Where's all True. the success out of any other of these bad boy teams? It's not like they were out there winning a ton of championships. It didn't work. There's like three champions over over like a 15-year stretch in the NBA right. in the 80s and 90s. So the bully ball wasn't really working. And the fines now are very different. So if Draymond Green goes and knocks some fucking dude out because he got in Steph's face and he got teed up Draymond Green's gonna miss a game or two and then he's gonna get fined half his paycheck it's just not worth it it's just too much money whereas Rick Mahorn would have been playing the following game and you know maybe fined $50 and Isaiah Thomas would have paid it (laughs) very true very true let these guys live man it's a new day it's a new day new day yes it is speaking of Clapping back. Before we get out of here, we have to address this. We wanted to do it for two days now. We had to get to it. But it is officially clapback season at ESPN. Now, look, we've I've gone in length about how I think that there's a culture change happening uh, within people that want to be in the media, right? You got your – listen, I, I, you have to give not, – not credit, but you have to give um, recognition to the big dogs, meaning – the Stephen A's, the Skips, the Shannons, the Colin Cowards, the you know those guys that are main mainstream, that they have their own shows on these powerhouse networks. They're getting paid millions of dollars, and finally, 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 somebody stepped up to Stephen A. Smith, and those somebodies plural were J.J. Redick and C.J. McCollum. They came out and called Stephen A. out on his bullshit. Stephen A. blatantly, bluntly said that uh, Russell Westbrook. Should have not went to the new uh, uh, to the press conference of the new head coach Ham, right of the of the Lakers, right? And he tried to backtrack on his words, and here was JJ Redick saying, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Why do you think this is like a thing? Like you made no sense right there. Like, like somebody's finally calling him out, and I think it's it, it's magical. I think it's magical that they're doing this stuff, especially CJ McCollum. You so, made it best, the best point the other day in the chat. Like, yo, I'm here for a day. I'm yeah, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna light a fire and dip. You guys don't have to have me back if you don't want to. But CJ McCollum handles himself well. I've seen him on on the panel a few times before. Um, but once J.J. Redick, the ESPN employee, because he has to be an e- – I see him almost At every day At this point, now, I right? think he is. I'm not sure. But if he is an ESPN employee, you know, I hope he doesn't go the Tim Legler route and eventually just becomes a yes man because they tell him to. You would imagine that if he keeps that, that behavior up, he'll be a lot like Michelle Beadle in a very short time where she, she gets, he gets ousted. Um, I, I used to, like, hate every Duke player. I used to hate them all. But J.J. Redick, over the course of his career, I just it's hard for me to dislike the guy. And, you know, I grew up a little bit. I like J.J. Redick, the analyst. He's one of the best in the game when it comes to the numbers and the, and the analytics. And I, I agree in lockstep with him on every single thing, especially the Stephen A. thing where he's saying, you know, who the fuck are you to decide? And he's saying because Russell Westbrook's being mentioned in trades that he shouldn't really – Look, but until man, he's gone, he's until on the he's Lakers gone, right he now. Gone. If he wasn't doing this shit, there would be people bashing him for not. Stephen A. Smith, you're just looking to make a point, and I understand making it make a headline. I should say, um, and it's a case in point when I say things like Stephen A. He might be able to sit here and, and go blow for blow for me with me talking sports. You know, we had a conversation that I think on air I would I would put. Stephen A. in a blender, and it's because I wouldn't be sticking to the script like J.J. Redick did. And you heard what Stephen A. had to say after he got checked, and it was pretty much nothing. You don't really have him hear him say nothing much. Right. So you heard Michelle Beadle say it too, like she could never do a show with Stephen A. because she wasn't able to – she didn't have a good enough poker face. So it pretty much (laughs) indicates the fact that these guys have a script, and we all know that. So when you don't stick to the script – they have nothing to say because when you challenge them with like real facts and say, wait, wait, defend that, please, they can't do it. Right. The right. And this goes, this with, goes back. And, and, JJ. and while I'm a massive Michael K show fan, I do like that show. I love Don LaGreca, right? His, his brother Dave was my teacher at broadcasting school. So there's a connection there. And I like those guys. But Michael K said it. And listen, they, they work for ESPN. So they have, they have the same, I guess, mindset uh, as far as like Michael K said, that Stephen A, when treated like that, should have told these two guys to take a walk and, like, get off my show, stuff like that, like, get lost. And I'm like, well, 
why we shouldn't we shouldn't have to do that. Those are guests in studio. Like if if for whatever reason Lagreca's out and Rosenberg's out and somebody fills in for those two and they just go head to head with Michael K. Michael K can't make that decision and say like, "Oh, this guy, he's being too combative. We need to get rid of him." Yeah, like, like this that's, is good television. All, it makes finally. good TV. It just it makes Stephen A look bad, but it makes for good TV nonetheless and we're still talking about it. So I'm sure ESPN's not broken apart about it. Um, and, and yes, you're 100% correct. Much like the way McAfee kind of has his little beef with ESPN, um, JJ Redick will will be doing his own thing. He's too talented and he speaks too well. Yeah, and his points are too spot on for him to not be talking about basketball. So he'll get put put on somewhere, no doubt about it. And if he's smart, it'll be by himself because he could definitely make some money doing that. Absolutely, as an independent cr- uh, content creator, he would do well. Absolutely, do well. So. Look, I think it was great. I think it was good for for television, and I think Stephen uh, Stephen A. Smith deserved everything he got as far as the backlash. You can't once you bring on these new personalities if you don't jive with them. That's like that. All right, it, for instance, for you're out or I'm out, right? And Scoop fills in, or somebody that we don't know as well doesn't have the rapport that we have. If they fill in and they start jaw jacking, and that's good. For the content, that's not like, oh, who the hell does this guy think he is? Mute him. Then you become Mike Francesa. You know, Francesa is is infamous for, for hanging up on his callers because he doesn't agree. And doesn't give him a chance to even clap back or do anything. So, like, that's just mainstream media and how it works. I mean, it's just whatever. Stephen A., you deserve everything you get. So, anyway, um, internet issues aside, I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Uh, please be sure to check us out Monday through Friday, 11 o'clock on YouTube, right here on the channel that you're watching this. Please like the video while you're here. And if you want to come back later and like it too, that's great too. And replay it and sh- share it and tell your friends. We're making big moves over at Chop. we got a lot of things in, in the works. Um, also, I want to give a special shout-out to our friends over at Hater Fantasy Sports. If nobody knows what Hater Fantasy Sports is, you got to get involved with this stuff. There's a Facebook group out there right now to kind of give you the, the gist of what kind of people – um, are in this thing very similar to our crew as far as like guys that like hater fantasy sports is is not like anything else okay it's your fantasy you play your daily fantasy your season-long fantasy all that stuff you're rooting for points 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 right in this regard you're hoping to god you're hoping to god that the guy you select on your lineup that day stinks and, and shits the bed i think that's a great concept it's not as easy as it is gooch you know firsthand. You played last year when they had like the soft launch of the football. Now they're revamping. It's not easy, right? I mean, this this is some tough stuff. Yeah, it's definitely not as easy as I anticipated it being for sure. Uh, I as a fantasy I was, warlord I thought, yourself, I thought I had the worst team, but it turns out I just can't pick a bad team because I had the most points. So even when I'm not <laughs> trying to score points in fantasy football, I I have the most. But in this case, it, it did me no justice because you know that's not the concept. But no fun nonetheless, at all. great time, and I can't wait for – I want to see baseball because, you know, baseball season see, is yeah, midway I mean, through. Those guys, they're going to be doing baseball, NASCAR, college football, professional football. These they guys were saying got it all. something about potentially all-star break for the launch on the baseball season. Ideally, that would be great because then and I'll get when, to take some of your money from and now with July, until the yeah. end. Yeah, and when July hits, you're already starting – you're going into fantasy football mode anyway, so you're going to start to be prepping for that shit. It's a whole other ball game. I love it. The concept is great, um, and, I, and I think there's a big future over there. And they're partnering up with, you know, a great marketing team and stuff like that. So they're, they're spreading like wildfire. We appreciate those guys as, as you, know, uh, you know, going forward. I do, have, I I do have one more quick live read. For anybody that's out there looking to get their chakras lined up, you could head on over to Instagram and follow Blue of Earth. This is Aaron Rodgers' new Lady Lover, and she is just in the picture just to get his chakras lined up for the upcoming season. So I think it's a podcast called Deja Blue and the co-founder of Florence Fluorescence.Earth. So chakras <laughs> lined up for the upcoming 2022 NFL season. Blue of Earth. Go check it out. I will I will do that. I will do that. How much did we get paid to do that, by the way? That was just on the house, Aaron. Don't worry, bro. I got you, dog. Oh, you're on a first name basis now. That's great. Uh, have a nice weekend, according to Janine. According to, like, it's like a breaking news. Thank you, Janine. I hope you have a great weekend. Madison is aces so far. She's great. She does well. She does edits really well for us. She's she's uh, ran an errand here and there. She brought a new plant. Like, she is just, she is top line. Great stuff uh, from Madison. And, of course, Nick, our new guy, too. I really like this kid. I really do. He gives me, 
He gives me AJ Bascone vibes. He does. He, I think he, once he starts getting his bearings and stuff like that, it'll be even more fun. Yeah. Uh, Excited for the for the upcoming months, the, the rest of the summer. Good yeah. stuff. So it'll be great. So thank you guys for watching this week. Um, and thank you. Uh, unfortunately, thank you. Or not thank you. Thank you to Optimum for making this situation the way it is right now. Uh, but we're sorry about yesterday. We'll be back next week on a Monday to recap. Basically, let's see. What's on Monday? So we're looking at Monday as if there will be another NBA Finals game to talk about. There will be a possible we'll recap the, of the weekend Rangers. of sports. There it is. And all Gooch the drama wants, that un- Gooch wants me to wrap this up. You could just tell, like, all right, yeah, shut I got, up with I got specific- kebabs, bro. I got kebabs cooking in the oven right now. So oh, all right. I well, can shit. smell I mean, them. I'm dying for them. There is a UFC event this weekend, a pay-per-view. Teixeira, uh, right? Yeah, Glover Teixeira against the, the psychopath Viking guy that trains with a sword. No, so oh, okay. interested okay. in that one. Also, um, go check out uh, the Fight Factory. That got released this week. Uh, Tommy D and Rob are back talking pro wrestling. You got the Jets, the Mets. Um, what else? The All-Star Vintage just dropped. So the podcast network is flying high again. So be sure to go check out all those podcasts. So for Sturch and Gooch over there. Sorry, I almost did it. Uh, he's over there. We'll see you guys on Monday. Like the video. Tell your friends. And uh, have a great weekend. Be safe. But there was this one company, I think, called Chop Sports Media. Chop Sports Media. Yeah.